What lies ahead for our future in this crazy world we now live in? Join me and together we'll try and figure it out. I do sometimes forget that we, the public, have been bombarded with fear and mass manipulation on such a huge scale as never before been seen these last two years, only in books like Orwell's 1984. So it's easy to forget the public's response, knowing most don't want to question, but just be a good citizen. So they put their trust 100% in their governments. There has been so many distractions to throw the public's eye away from where it needs to be, where it really needs to be. And part of that is questioning. No one questions anymore. But as you're probably aware, if you listen to this podcast, that part has been left to us. So we carry on, defiant, and we find ourselves being the ones largely the same group who was questioning our government's actions during the pandemic. And I'm going to call it that from now on because there is more than enough evidence to suggest that it was a lab leak with Bill Gates' partner in crime in all this, Anthony Fauci. Clearly, the evidence suggests he is guilty of gain-of-function research and that lab in Wuhan, China, didn't fund itself now, did it? We know he gave the lab $3.7 million pre-pandemic. So Fauci's gain-of-function research allowed it to be possible to jump from just an animal virus to an animal and human virus through his gain-of-function research. Now, Bill Gates sells the vaccines, contributing to mass quantitative easing, freely printing money, until your currency is so devalued, it's virtually impossible to to avoid a recession. A recession that will make the crash of 1929 look like peanuts, pocket change. Then of course, you got the other players in the game, Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization led by a known corrupt ex-health minister. A bit like our own Matt Hancock. You remember him until that picture? That little snake. Both as corrupt as a nine-bob note, so they used to say. So the two organisations led the way in telling our leaders how to handle the pandemic. And we kept asking our questions and exposing the fraud when we could. And now, of course, the world has been forced, some would call it, to believe a certain narrative and only that narrative once again, demonising everything Russian. Yes, Putin shouldn't be invading another country, but people have short memories. Look what we did to Iraq. 
After the war, we put 10 years of sanctions on the country, forcing starvation to over 5 million innocent women and children. That never reached mainstream media, did it? That's what sanctions do. They get the innocent, the public, not the decision makers. Then, of course, Afghanistan. Just look at a country in ruins, caused by us and the US once again. The list of countries is astounding, as most forget that hypocrisy is not a virtue. We of all nations don't have any kind of moral stance to pass judgment on Russia. It's not okay for anyone to invade another country, be that us or them. But it seems Russia has a lot better of an excuse for doing so, being that NATO has been constantly warned about moving its arsenal closer to the Russian border, ignoring Putin's warnings. So the West seem to be forcing Russia's hand in all this. And it's not just Putin's fault. We have to take our share of the blame. And then you've got a question, is this all planned? Of course it is. Everything's planned. Everything is planned and geared towards helping the introduction of the Great Reset. So who are the players in all this? Well, we know about the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab's boys, the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, um, Klaus Schwab's young global leaders helped with trying to crush the world's economy. But one man stands out. That man is George Soros. Some say George Soros is a destroyer of nations financially, which he has been. Um, some say he's the banker for the Rothschilds. So I'll let you judge for yourself. I've dug up an interview of this man from years ago. So you can judge for yourself what kind of a character he is. You're a Hungarian Jew who escaped the Holocaust by posing as a, a Christian. Right. And you watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right. I was 14 years old. And I would say that that's when my character was made. In what way? that one should think ahead, one should understand and, and anticipate events, uh, and uh, one, one is threatened. It was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean, it was a, a very personal experience of evil. My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes, yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. Uh, maybe as a child, you don't, you don't see the connection. Uh, but it, was, it created no, no problem at all. No feeling of guilt? No. For example, that uh, I'm Jewish, uh, and here I am watching these people go. I could just as easily be there. I should be there. None of that. 
Well, uh, of course, I, uh, I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, but there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because uh, that was... Uh, uh, well, actually, funny way, it's just like in markets, that if I weren't there, of course I wasn't doing it, but somebody else would, 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 would be taking it away anyhow. You know, was the, whether I was there or not, I was only a spectator, the property was being taken away. So I had no role in taking away that property. That's George Soros. Now, at the end of that interview, uh, the audio is cut out, but you can read the subtitles of what he's being said. And the interviewer asked him if he felt any guilt for what he did. And his answer was, I felt no guilt whatsoever. So that's George Soros for you. So you can actually judge for yourself what kind of a man he is. There is a story coming out from the QAnon movement. I mean, I'm not part of the QAnon movement. I personally think QAnon was set up by someone probably like the CIA to just infiltrate and create misinformation, disinformation, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, misinformation or disinformation is probably 90% truth and 10% absolute crazy bullshit so if it throws everyone off the sense as soon as they see that 10% of crazy bullshit I think the whole 100% of it's crazy bullshit it's a bit like um, oh what's his name Alex Jones 100% a fucking shill he's a shill 100% but most of what he says is true but then he throws in that 10% of actual you know, absolute bullshit and so far out, no one's going to believe it. So pe so people look at that, judged by the 10% of craziness and then realise, you know, come to the conclusion that 100% of what he's saying is bullshit, which isn't the case, but he is an actual shill. Anyway, Redneck Radio, that's a radio station in America. Uh, so a guy's on a guy who um, operates Redneck Radio has come out with a story that he's been contacted. He had a load of um, FBI, CIA, and Secret Service turn up on his doorstep. Their excuse was that was doing national background checks on him. And the reason for that is because he was sharing credible and sensitive intel with the public. And they've told him in the coming days, you will receive notification for further instructions. What? And when he asked them who the president is, they said it was President Donald J. Trump. So how true this story is, I'm not sure. I can't get it verified at the moment, but keep your ears open for that one. Another story doing the rounds on the Internet of Things. Uh, a Wells Fargo whistleblower has stated that America will shortly be introducing a new financial system. He says he's 
they've uh, they've all been trained this last six months um, on this new financial system. He's telling us that the SWIFT system is being faded out. He's not telling us what system is being introduced, but is it the system of the central bank digital currency? Only time will tell on that story as well. Another story around the internet. Oh, I had to laugh at this one. The pair of absolute prats, the pair of them. Helen Mirren goes up to Lady Gaga and does an Illuminati sign. She seems a bit dumbfounded, but after a couple of seconds, she repeats, you know, they mirror each other and they stand uh, facing each other doing an Illuminati sign. Oh, fuck's sake. More news from the internet. Um, Brazil seems to be one of the first countries to actually block Telegram, where it's only Telegram that's getting the truth out. Mainstream media don't want to cover fuck all, do they? But lies, um, disinformation, misinformation, and just pure lies. So Telegram does its best to get the truth out there. First country to block it is Brazil. So big fuck you to Brazil. So what's... Renegades, whatever you want to call us, us truth seekers, we have to ask the question, why can't people see the truth? Well, it's quite simple. It's called demoralisation. Exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who is demoralised is unable to assess true information. The facts tell him nothing. Even if we shower him with information, with authentic proof, with documents and pictures, he will refuse to believe it still. That's the tragedy of the situation of demoralisation. Once people's morals have been debased, education becomes indoctrination, entertainment becomes hypnosis or hypnotism. Criminals become leaders and lies become truth. Another place where lies have become truth is energy prices. So I'm going to take a little look at how the high price of oil is artificially created. So energy prices rarely and almost never correspond to their production price and the price of their distribution. They mostly depend on geopolitics and wars that have been started. Think about it. We had almost the same fuel prices when oil was $120 a barrel and when it was $40 a barrel. Wars bring enormous profits to the oil industry. This is what's happening now. Just as fake pandemics bring huge profits to the pharmaceutical industry, this is just part of their plan to transfer the world's finances into the hands of the elite. The same people own the oil industry and the pharmaceutical industry. And they are BlackRock. Go and check out my podcast called The Elite's Monopolization of the Whole World. Uh, just to get a better understanding on how they are putting their measures in place across 
the world's industries in order to crush our economies and introduce the Great Reset. So, conclusion to everything we've talked about in this podcast today. So, fake wars will create false oil prices and will also create real food shortages across the world. And that's coming, by the way, as Russia and the Ukraine, or sorry, Ukraine, grow most of the world's food produce. We know that the fake pandemic created lockdowns aimed at crushing world economies. So everything happening now on the world stage is aimed at bringing in the Great Reset. Thanks for listening. And until next time, toodaloo.